Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 1st of June 2012. For newcomers, you should go into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and make use of the well over a thousand audios for free download where you'll start to understand the system you've been born into and why things simply don't work out for you or most people you know because the system is rigged. Uh, your parents didn't know it, your grandparents didn't know it either, and it's a very, very old system where the gangsters of the world, and that's what they are, that's what the people who get up there at the very, very top are, they're gangsters from the old pirate days, you might say, and they take over, uh, they become become respectable, of course, and they teach you that they are respectable, you're trained that way, that's what history is all about, and then, of course, you're taught that you can also get up there by just working hard and chasing that carrot, that keeps, keeps always getting further away from you uh, the older you get. So you're, you're living in a rigged system, and I go through the history of the big cabals that eventually formed one, one big cabal for the global society, for their planet, basically, and how they decided to bring everything together at this particular period in time. If you haven't noticed, large chunks of countries are being auctioned off to private interests. And that's all part of it, too. I'll touch on that tonight. Uh, They tell us what they're going to do. It's just that we don't really believe them, even when it's happening. We go into disbelief, and uh, they count on that, too, because our conditioning refuses to believe that anyone could possibly have that power, uh, and certainly, if they have it, they wouldn't use it on us. But it's all true. They certainly do. They always plan the future, and they tell us where they're taking us. Remember too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you can donate as well because that's what keeps me going. I don't go out and uh, start a big business, basically. I could do. But uh, then you're, you've got advertisers to bring on board, staff, lots of staff to bring on board, uh, wages, wages, paychecks, all that kind of stuff. And before you know it, you're just a business and you've got to uh, watch your P's and Q's. You won't offend your advertisers and things like that. I don't have them, so it's up to you to keep me going. So go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and find out how to, to buy the books and discs. From the U.S. to Canada, remember, you can use personal checks, international postal money orders from the post office. You can use PayPal or send cash. And across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations are awfully Awfully, awfully welcome right now with this time of uh, inflation and the recession. I love the R word. That was called the R word. We're going into depression, and it's to be a sustained depression because we're going into a whole new world order. That's what it's all about. That's why they are selling off your police forces to private interests. Armies are getting privatized. Everything's getting privatized because that is the way of the future, you understand. And countries are being dismembered as we speak, and um, that's all part of the big global agenda. Back to the big city-states, as they say, of ancient times, where these uh, descendants of the same kings and queens started long, long ago. City-states. 
uh, high-tech city-states, mind you, for themselves once all the riffraff have been killed off or died off through sterility or diseases. And uh, that's all part of the big agenda. Most folk don't even know the times they're living through. And, of course, they think as long as they have entertainment and fun when you're young, then everything must be okay. But it's not. It's not. This is only a temporary phase you're going through, and eventually you are going to be screaming bloody murder when you can't get work anywhere because they're bringing in either workers from overseas and paying them peanuts, which is all part. It's all legalized now. They can do that through the World Trade Organization. Uh, or, as I say, you can't get work at all because everything's flooded out of the country to the third world countries where it's a lot cheaper. You pay for the transition, mind you, uh, of their uh, up stakes at home and taking the factories overseas. Now it's just service economies going overseas too. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and making sense of what's happening today because whatever's happening today was designed a long, long time ago with big events. Big events don't happen by themselves, they're planned long in advance. It was surprising to go into the all the wars that the CIA wanted to get uh, the U.S. involved and even back in Vietnam they had they admitted at the time that they were working on future wars at that time. So each part of each war is just part of a big long-range plan. And, of course, the general public are out of the loop and, and deliberately kept that way. When wars break out, it's suddenly it's just all of a sudden kind of an idea. All of a sudden, they say, it just broke out of nowhere. And that's how the media portrays it to you, because you're living in a controlled system, including the media, because the media's job is to keep you living in the now, basically, day-to-day, without telling you what's behind it, what started it, who planned it a long time ago, who's going to benefit at the end of it, and who's benefiting even through it. So... That's how the world is really run. It's, a, it's not hard to understand when you understand that big organizations all have hundreds of think tanks, each sometimes, like the Rockefeller Foundation. They have many, many, many think tanks across the world. And these think tanks generally are privately owned again and tax-free, like the foundations that fund them. So uh, the Rand Corporation, if you charge them to do a job and do a survey on the possibility of copying the British system for America, which was done by Obama, uh, you, you pay millions and millions of dollars for this study. And yet it's classified as a tax-free organization, like a charity. What a joke, you see. But then I, the elite should never pay cash anyway. That's, that's really their whole idea. They shouldn't pay taxes on anything and definitely not lose their, their their profit, really. I just matter what they call themselves as profit. Now, the big foundations work on behalf of the big international banking families that own them. Each foundation will have maybe a hundred other foundations, which are front organizations, and they simply funnel the money through them. Each foundation will have its hundreds of NGOs in specific specialized areas, and that, be, that is the army of NGOs to get things through. Peers, they come from the public, the public demand. It's not the public, it's the NGOs that demand things, and government signs it into law, whatever it is they're demanding. That's how this con game works, you see. But it's a very, very old con game, because remember, in the 
late 1800s, Cecil Rhodes, and uh, began the, the Cecil Rhodes Foundation. And he worked with Lord Rothschild. In fact, he left his, a lot of stuff in his will to Lord Rothschild. And the job was to take over the, the resources of the planet, all the wealth and resources, right down to food and water eventually, but starting with gold and diamonds then all the other minerals that factories would use down the road. But people too, of course. And then they amalgamated with the Milner Group that was another bunch of international bankers. These are the ones who lend to countries, lend nothing in reality today. In those days, they used to have to ship gold bars back and forth. But now it's just blips made up on a computer. That's all. No one checks their books to see if they have enough blips even. But anyway, scams apart, they formed lots of different circles. Each one creates a circle. You had the Cliveden set, you had different sets, they called them. And um, these are big in the 1800s. And then they became, they were called clubs at the beginning of the 1900s. And then they go into uh, committees, committees of this number seven, uh, ten, each one specializing in part of preparing the future for the big elites that already owned the world in those days to do with a world society. So a few years ago, I remember reading an article here and I put it up on my website. I'll put it up again tonight. It was one of the first reports put out uh, to the public for the few that bore to look at it, 90-odd page report by the think tank that worked for the Department of Defense for Britain and all NATO countries. And in this, the second one was a bit toned down after we read the first one on the air. People got wind of it, and so they toned it down. They talked about depopulating and so on the planet. Now, this is the Department of Defense, its official think tank for the NATO countries, remember who serve the elite, not the public. Uh, Same with your military. Your military is not there to serve you, believe you me. Never was. And and they said in it too, uh, in this big report, they would depopulate and eventually the world would uh, get sold off, basically, compartmentalized. Uh, The old idea of Karl Marx too, eventually, once you have a world state, then it will gradually wither away as the countries. They'll privatize parts of countries, whole countries, depending on the size you are, and we're living through it today. Now, when you read these things off, people can't really believe it. Even though I've read the articles on the air where companies in France have bought over not just the shoreline, but inland towards parts of England. They own it now, you understand. The United Nations is also forcing other countries to depart from their old uh, allegiances. Scotland goes off and it gets joined with Norway. They want That's what they want down the road from the United Nations and things like that. And then both of them will get sold off to somebody else. They're selling off the countries. Australia has been hit like crazy. They're just getting this free trade idea right now where literally any company from India or China can bring in, buy, buy mines, bring in their own workers, pay them peanuts, set up work camps for them, employ their own labor, and, and they own everything, including the mines and the railway lines all the way to the coast, to all this ore goes to ships, ships and so on, and across the sea. So they are getting hit hard, and plus the new economy, which should be based on carbon taxes to keep everybody in line, to make us all dirt poor for the times to come. Now, this is really the agenda, you understand. So getting back to that 90-page document by the Department of Defense and the big think tank, uh, they said that the world would come down to city-states, city-states, and no more countries. 
very high-tech city-states, and they went through the list of them that already existed. They even had uh, San Diego as part of them, possibly Texas, uh, and, and maybe one or two others in the, the U.S., and other ones across the world, which they also named. And that's where the trendies would live, the very wealthy uh, offspring of the, of the filthy rich, basically. And also they would have technocrats working with them, technicians in a very high-tech society. The rest of the public would be like the wild men, I guess, and Brave New World, who would live outside and simply die off. That's really it. Now, you don't get this stuff coming out and taught in, in, for, to officers at the highest level in colleges uh, that this is the future, unless they mean it, folks. And when they say something, they really mean it. They really mean it. People couldn't imagine, well, how will they do that? You know, they'd have to make agreements and tell the public we're going to sell you all off and sell chunks of you off. No, no, no. They just go through trade, you see, and make deals with China. And then China owns chunks of the U.S., chunks of Australia. I've got an article tonight, too, where Australia is to be the breadbasket for China. See, every empire has a breadbasket. Ancient Rome used Egypt for its breadbasket for instance. So they always have that. Britain, at one point in the 1800s, used Ireland as its breadbasket. So much so, they left no food for the Irish and let them starve. The rest of it was exported abroad as they were starving. And the rest to keep the troops going across the British Empire. So this is the reality of the world. And the ones at the top get taught this stuff, quite openly. Uh, there's no emotion involved in, in anything they do. Business is business to them. And they're very pragmatic, they say, very pragmatic and utilitarian. So they have no problems with these big things. Oh, it's terrible what will happen, but no, it has to be. You can't make an omelet without breaking egg, eggs. That was Mr. Rockefeller's statement on how the, the things happen in the world and the big plans that they had. So you're living through uh, the first stages of selling off chunks of the country. You've got privatized police forces taking over countries like Britain. You got privatized armies, mercenary armies, which came out by, of the way, from the era 1990s when the Council on Foreign Relations big think tanks were given the tasks of finding how do you get guys together in an army and make them feel proud with no history of a global army to go back on, you see. It's easy to get the national flags out when you've got trained a nation to be nationalistic, even if they're fighting for corporate wars. They don't even know it. They don't care. They're, they're raped in the fervor of imagination and foundation myths. But when you get a United Nations army together, how do you make them loyal? Well, you get mercenaries is what you do. That's, that's the solution they came up with. And that's why armies are being privatized and they take care of the countries that the official armies go in and, and destroy the infrastructure. Then the private boys come in and they take care of all the rest. They, they do the cleaning up business. They wipe out any enemies or enemy resistance while they plunder uh, the oil or whatever it is out the country. Big ranging plans. And now your police, as I say, are being privatized as well. And eventually, you could, as China moves in, other countries move in. And the deal they made, remember, too, um, was done in France under the auspices of the World Trade Organization that any big corporation can move from one into one country by a chunk of your country and uh, bring in their own workers and pay them the same wages as they would back in their own country. That was done in the early 90s. The debates went on for two years. Every country sent top bureaucrats over to, to negotiate the, the, the deal. And um, the press weren't allowed in. 
to, to even hear what was getting said. We only had the word of people who were allowed in, the very, very few. And um, they said that uh, eventually this is going to be the way of the future, and it's all here. It's all here now as we even speak. And now it's an old idea because in the U.S. they go on about these sovereign little parcels of land within the U.S. Now, where did that all come from? Those sovereign parcels where goods can get flown in by another country and and they don't they bypass all customs, etc. And the, 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 well, they're, they're called the little sovereign countries within your own. That was that was uh, FDR brought that in back at, back back in the forties, early thirties actually. He brought it in, in the thirties. So now they're speeding all that up now too. So you are watching the end game here of of a long-term strategy as your countries are brought to destitution, financial destitution, but on purpose. Your jobs are all shipped off offshore. Your workplaces are shipped offshore. And now you're going into the breakup of nations and the privatization of whole chunks of the planet. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, talking about the big system and the plans that are happening as we live through these times and the plans still to come. And it's all worked out perfectly, of course. They know at the top there's going to be upheavals and they mentioned that all through that uh, Department of Defense summary of the whole thing. There would be massive upheavals as we go through these transitions that were all planned. And the whole idea is based on a Darwinistic principle that really the survival of the fittest that was named by a later character, but it's the same thing. That's what Charles Darwin was actually pushing himself. Um, would continue that the fittest would survive uh, to go on to the next era of humanity. And we're living through that today as everything goes offshore and has been going offshore for many, many years. And the taxpayers, incredibly, as always, fund uh, that, that routing of whole complete factory systems shipped off to China and then rebuilt there. And we pay their, their, any losses they claim to incur until about 10 to 15 years down the road. If they say they're still not making enough profit because of the move, then we fund them again to up to what they claim they've lost. What a deal. What a deal for the stinking rich. Eh? Not bad at all. But um, the whole trick, of course, of holding everybody together all through this time up to the present was to make you think you're all part of a nation, you see, and that you matter. That's what, the great propaganda from the media you know, and they play us all like violins, very simple, because we all have the inbuilt tunes there, which are just programs instilled into us at youth, childhood. And of course, uh, we've got default positions, as Sunstein said. They can set the defaults there and play the anthems and shield the flag, and we start crying because you're all conditioned, you see. But in reality, these big boys are international that run you and run all the countries. They've always been international. Now, the Bilderberg Group, of course, there's been a lot being written on it. It's only one of many groups as they have meetings across the world. And even these groups that they have, don't forget, the same characters are visiting each other all the time back and forth throughout the year. And um, 
and in with the same, even have the Department of Defense here too. Uh, that's how they, they can actually come up with their big plans for the future. They all have to know the big agenda, you see, and how it's going to affect the public, including massive strikes, massive um, riots in the streets eventually down the road. They expect this to happen, and then they'll all die off, and it will be the super states, the super city states, and um, just like days of old. Now, this article here is about the Bilderbergers, and it talks about uh, the ones who attended. There's different groups, etc., and it says... uh, it said there was um, different groups attending from anarchists to constitutionalists, etc. Uh, all a, a variety of people all seeing things in their own particular way. But it says uh, um, some slogans were oligarchs of the spawn of Satan, New World Order, still time to repent, and Ron Paul 2012. It says another member of the protest crowd was Adam Kokesh, who used to have a show on Russia today. And this is where he gets it right on the nose. It's what we're seeing here is part of the evolution of the superclass, he said. He says there are more people talking about the group, more information available, and more visibility on the Internet than ever before. But he said the changes from the Bilderbergers' early meetings, which were completely secret, still have not opened the discussions about the management of the planet to outsiders. In other words, what they discussed is always kept quiet. But it breaks out by the little henchmen at the CFR, because they're the guys who write all your papers for you and tell you what to think. Just a day earlier, a Madrid-based investigative journalist who has spent years researching the Bilderberg Group warned there's no conspiracy theory behind the group. It's a conspiracy reality. And he goes on to say that Daniel S. Doolin, author of The True Story of the Bilderberg Group, uh, contends that people should uh, care because the idea behind each and every Bilderberg meeting is to create what they themselves call the aristocracy of purpose between European and North American elites on the best way to manage the planet, I would say their planet. In other words, this student told WorldNet Daily in an email exchange in which he answered questions, the creation of a global network of giant cartels, private, private cartels, you see, more powerful than any nation on earth. That's exactly what they said uh, in the Department of Defense, a 90-page report a few years back. Destined to control the necessities of life of the rest of humanity, all the food, all the water, all the power, medical care, everything, you see, they own it all. And it says this year the meetings in Chantilly run through June 4th. Most of the group's meetings are in Europe. Four years ago, there were rumors that Barack Obama had been picked as a Democratic presidential nominee two days after the event Hillary Clinton bowed out. Observers uh, also point out George H.W. Bush attorney in 1985, and he became president in 1988. Bill Clinton attended in 1991. He became president a year later. Tony Blair attended in 1993. He became Prime Minister of England in 1997. Uh, Romano Prodi attended in 1999. Later that year, he became President of the European Union Commission. 2004, Senator John Edwards spoke to the group, who was later anointed the Democratic Vice Presidential nominee by Presidential Candidate John Kerry. Uh, Stillman said some people go off the deep end and try to see more than the group, uh, Bilderberg group really is. It says that's not needed, he said, because what's already there is and of itself is a pretty significant factor. He described the group as a vehicle through which private financier oligarchical interests were able to to impose their policies on on what is normally sovereign governments. Well, you see, they've actually owned these sovereign governments for a long time. Remember that the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Dash Council on Foreign Relations Group, 
have been picking presidents for, and prime ministers for every country since the late 1800s when they were called a different name at the time. And that's, a, that's official from their own archives, by the way. doesn't matter if you're left or right, they give you your leaders, folks. And you boo them or cheer them. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back, carrying through the matrix, talking about the world as it really is. And it's only the, the fact that you go, you go into disbelief, you can't really believe it. You just, I can't believe that, I can't believe, even when it's happening. The plan, as I say, is for a small group which has owned the world for a long time. They've been behind every war. They have the controlling interest shares in every major corporation across the planet. And they plan to have their own new world order where they run into the future again. But they want a lot of us to die off in the process. You see, we're spoiling the view. The view should be a nice green countryside where they can go boar hunting and stuff like that, like they've always done. And that's how they see the future. But in the meantime, of course, they still want a lot of peasants to put uniforms on and go and fight uh, for causes they don't understand. But, of course, it's really to enrich the oligarchs already and to plunder what's left of the world and demolish the whole of Islam. That's all part of it, too. That was on the books years ago. They'd have to demolish in Islam because Islam wouldn't go along with this system, wouldn't, wouldn't go into a system of usury and, and compound interest uh, payments on, on loans and things like that in central banking. So that was taboo, and they decided to demolish them many, many years ago, officially in high quarters. So anyway, um, I'll put up this link tonight uh, where the guy talks about the Bilderberg. He says it's not a bogeyman, but it's a powerful organization. It's a medium for bringing together financial institutions, the largest predatory institutions in the world, which act in ways that are now the worst enemy of society. And, of course, they've actually been acting like that for an awful long time. Now, another thing to remember, too, these corporations have no national allegiance to you. Look at your big car companies. Now they've got ads in, campaign, in, in, in China now, uh, with the Chinese standing there, just like the cowboy used to, but only in Chinese garb, you know. And, and that's how quick they adapt, you see. They don't care who they're selling it to. And um, corporations have no nationality whatsoever. We've been international for an awful long time. Also tonight, I'm putting up another link uh, to a group that were there with videos of attendees coming in through the cars, etc. And uh, and you'll, you'll find out who is going to be uh, getting pushed up the ladder just by looking at the faces and the names, etc. Uh, that's why they, they bring these characters in. They're getting approval, you see. They've been picked already by the lessers, and the, the elite must see, approve them, basically. And the rest of their career is made for them. Um, Tonight, I'm also putting up uh, an interesting video. It's Donald Trump, of all people, who, who's talking to uh, the Autism Society. And he's come out now and said that uh, autism is caused by vaccines. And there's no doubt about it. I've known this for, for donkey's years. And a donkey's years is a long time, remember. And, uh, and the CDC, of course, comes out and says, oh, rubbish, etc. Well, that's your job because, you see, they want us to be dumb, very dumb, 
and, and stupid. And we've, we've all had our brains attacked, by the way, through these vaccines, just to one degree or another, all the way down to autism. And uh, your life expectancy is going to plummet because of it too, because these are bioweapon uh, warfare techniques that they're using on the general population. They had the meetings at the end of World War II in Britain, global meetings on bringing down the population uh, and making them more manageable. Many authors talked about it afterwards, including Lord Bertrand Russell, who said even using the needle for a compliant kind of dopey society while they've got it today. And a lot of folk have been affected by it. An awful lot of people. Lives destroyed. Just utterly destroyed. Tonight, too, I'm putting up an article that's to do with the, it's really the flame. I'll put some on the, the new flame. Trojan basically has been invented and, and it's out there. And, uh, and also an article about the Stuxnet where the US and Israel did a, a joint uh, operation. They, they worked together on it. They even boasted about it in Israel from the military themselves. Uh, and so don't think for a, a minute the guys at the top are stupid. They're, they're not stupid, bumbling fools like is portrayed uh, in a lot of comedies and things. The ones at the top, believe you me, they don't have to be so intelligent. They can be cunning, but not necessarily intelligent in other ways. But uh, they, they can hire. They can hire all the, the, the people to put everything into action for them on their behalf. And because they've got all the money in the world. Now, another thing, too, is we've got social engineers coming out of our ears and political correctness and other other ways, too, believing, you see, that man's an animal. And in the old Darwinian theory, too, uh, and Pavlovian style, you can retrain them and, uh, and give them new conditioned reflexes, where, in fact, men are being taught right now not to mind another guy groping your Charlies, your family jewels, in front of other people too, never mind getting it done to you, and not hitting back. And so a guy naturally would floor the guy, bust his nose that tried that. Now you've been taught not to be men anymore, and to stifle this, and it demoralizes you, dehumanizes you in your own eyes, and you don't feel like a guy anymore. This is all part of the strategies that you've been taught to, to put up with right now. But again, even down to food is attacking that too. Loyola University, New Orleans, says here, organic food leads to immorality. Immorality. From the world of now, we've heard everything. A recent article on Reason.com cites studies claiming that buying organic food leads to an antisocial behavior, harsh judgment, and unethical tendencies. One of the studies cited was authored by Kendall J. Erskine, a psychology professor at Loyola University in New Orleans, who wrote the article, Wholesome Foods and Wholesome Morals, Organic Food Reduce uh, Pro-Social Behavior and Harshen Moral Judgments, it says. Well, you see, if you're not getting organic food, which is called normal food, by the way, See, see, that's what it is. It's normal foods up until a while back when they started adding all the, the GM and, and, and GE vegetables out there and also using massive amounts of pesticides, really deadly stuff from Monsanto. They're taking over the world's food supply. That's part of the strategy. And people are dying off with cancers of the stomach and everything else, just like all the mammals they tested this stuff on. So here they are trying to cover this again, saying, oh, you're just being antisocial by going for, for uh, what's now called, normal foods called organic now, you see. Well, the elite themselves aren't eating it. They refuse to touch it, remember. Tony Blair in Britain uh, tried to push it on the general public there, but he forbade that it be used in the, in the, in the parliamentary 
cafeteria. They, they wouldn't do it in the cafeteria in the, for Parliament because it's damn poisoned. Monsanto's own workers won't eat this stuff. I've read this article before. They, they hire uh, cafeteria workers to come in and companies that use only organic food. So I'll put this link up tonight too, where they're trying to make you feel guilty because you, you like organic food or you're going to be antisocial. Why don't you get poisoned like all the rest and die off quietly? Huh? Oh God, it's, it's quite something. It's quite something, isn't it? As an aside, William Peter Blatty of the Exorcist series of books is suing Georgetown University for it's a Catholic-based or funded university for going utterly left-wing and preaching all PC stuff as well. And also this article here. Uh, an Illinois uh, lawmaker rants on House floor. People have heard about it, I'm sure. But Illinois uh, Representative Mike Bost, uh, Republic of uh, Murfreesboro, expresses outrage on the House floor when the Democrats ignored the Republican attempts to remove school districts from a cost-shifting plan over concerns that would result in property tax increases. What the man is saying, he says, you're not allowed to practice the Constitution under this system. Because it's all corrupt, you see now. And the Speaker refuses them to, to put their points of view over, which of course is undemocratic. And he says, I was sent in by the people to represent them. I'm not allowed to do it. I'm not allowed to represent the people. Well, that's how it's been for an awful long time in every so-called first world country because it's been corrupted a long, long time ago. The idea of, of, of voting for anybody was for, so that they'd go off from your area and represent you. What do they tell you now? Oh, I can't, I can't help you back home. Uh, I've got to vote with the party. Carl Quigley said the same thing. Our man at the top is the only one that matters, the guys that we put in. Because he's a party boss, you see. So I'll put this link up tonight too, and you can hear the man say it himself, that you're not allowed to, to use a constitution, and the power is not meant to be in the hands of one person, like the speaker, or, or whomever. Another article too, uh, Big Pharma, of course, is doing its best to kill everybody off, uh, and that is part of his job, by the way. And it says... Um, after reading the examiner's coverage on the devastating side effect of Merkin Co.'s hair growth drug, it's a big thing, this big seller, hair growth drug for men. It says more men are now coming forward to say they're also unsuspecting victims. One victim who says the drug ruined his life is 30-year-old Las Vegas resident Kevin Maley, who it says who is currently conducting a multi-day Congress strike outside of Merck's corporate headquarters in White House, New Jersey. Well, Mali or Mali is battling colossal Merrick at the giant's uh, front door. Other Propecia victims are also speaking out across the country. And they're all saying it destroyed their life, basically. A document obtained by the examiner and official of, at the FDA wrote, the FDA wants to know about all adverse reactions potentially caused by finasteride. It's called finasteride. This includes cases of patients who developed uh, pyronese disease, anxiety, public uh, panic attacks, Cognitive dysfunction, chronic insomnia, muscle wasting, muscle wasting, and other persistent side effects also makes them sterile, by the way, and impotent. Now, these guys are doing this all the time, trying things on the public, which bring them down. You understand, Big Pharma is not your friend. Big Pharma is part of a totalitarian system, and it's part of the military-industrial complex. 
Another article is how the super-rich avoid taxes, even as they demand that the rest of us pay more. And it gives you the different way how they, including names of people too, and, and where they invest and how they get out of paying taxes. And it's not, you don't have to even just go offshore to do it. You can actually pop into different U.S. cities like Texas that don't tax them on certain tax codes as well. And they move around with their masses of cash. But uh, it's, it's quite interesting to see Mitt Romney has millions of dollars parked down the Cayman Islands, for instance, and other tax havens. So they all are at it, these same guys that are part part of a global elite, or they serve the masters of the global elite, and they're well rewarded by getting access to these tax havens. That's part of the deal for serving the bosses, you see. Another one is a heckler brands Tony Blair. What, What a skunk, a skunk Tony Blair is. You know, I mean, Tony Blair was set up to be the left-wing uh, leader uh, for Britain. And um, he also uh, was set, he, he was working for MI5 before that as a student to turn in left-wingers and stuff like that. He's their boy. He's a little psychopath. He's, he's earned more money out of office. That's his rewards for getting Britain into wars. Uh, and he's got J.P. Morgan backing him financially as he goes across, getting paid a salary from Britain as a representative at the moment and under the salary of J.P. Morgan as he plunders parts of the Middle East for his boss. What a, what a, what a swine bag this guy is. And almost single-handedly he took Britain into war to please the bosses, the global bosses. But uh, he's, he's a complete, he's a, he's a textbook psychopath, this, this character, textbook psychopath. So anyway, uh, someone branded him a war criminal at, at a, 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 some big meeting that Tony Blair was at. And, uh, of course, the guy got ch- uh, chucked out of the meeting, but at least he got his little dig in about the truth. I mean, these guys walked, you know, absolutely free across the planet after they, they got God knows how many millions of people slaughtered or starved to death and, and plundered out of, the, of their own resources for this global elite. Greece. In Greece, suicide epidemic continues. Pensioners are now uh, committing suicide. No cash, poverty, hunger, and so on because these stinking bankers at the top uh, that uh, have got everybody in, in the death rows, basically, as they, as they take the last penny off people under austerity acts. And believe you me, uh, you better watch what happens to Greece because they plan on doing it across the whole planet. And they also plan, these same stinking bankers, plan to make incredible amounts of money off what was once your spending money. You're not going to have spending money. You're post-consumerist, remember, according to the big boys at the Club of Rome. They're a big think tank that works for the United Nations and the elite. And they said your cash is going to go off in taxes and fees and permits, etc. And carbon taxes. Energy taxes. 61-year-old Greek pensioner has hung himself from a tree in a public park uh, after succumbing to the pressure of crushing debt. And he's merely the latest, rash, uh, latest in a rash of economic crisis-induced suicide. So uh, there's more and more uh, of them killing themselves because there's no hope left for the, these people. Because of the, the, the <laughs> uh, this ancient, very ancient banking cabal and generations and generations of their offspring uh, playing this game across the planet, rising up nations, rising up empires, and then looting them. And once they've had their use of them, they let them fall as they come out and draw their cash out. 
that walks behind them and they all fall down and they move into a new one. That's what countries are actually for. Not for you folks, it's for their benefit. They make a country. They use that country. They bring it out through war and everything else and use all your young guys for, for slaughtering other people and then they walk out and leave you alone, dirt poor. At it for thousands of years, remember. Thousands of years. Now, this is a good one. Three years after a taxpayer bail out the Bank of America ships jobs overseas. See, they don't give a damn about you. Or, or the name they've got, Bank of America. Didn't say for Americans, did it? So they ship jobs overseas. This is America's second largest bank is relocating its business support operations to the Philippines, according to a high-ranking Filipino government official recently quoted in the Filipino press. The move, which includes a portion of the bank's customer service unit, comes less than three years after the Bank of America received $45 billion federal bailout. Thank you very much, Americans. Bye-bye. Hey. Roman Romulo, Deputy Minor, uh, Majority Leader of the Philippines House of Representatives, bragged to the Manila Stunner today, earlier this month, that the Philippines has secured its place as the world's fastest-growing outsourcing hub. Romulo pointed out the BO, the Bank of America is the last of the big four U.S. banks to move their business support network to his island nation, where the average family makes $4,700 a year. And believe you me, they'll still uh, make 4700 a year because they ain't going to get any profit from it. Just the big bankers, you see. That's astonishing. Everything's privatized. Countries are privatized. Britain privatizes nuclear missile industry to Lockheed Martin. They run it all over in Britain. Private armies. Private police. City-states, here we come. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watson, and just before I take a caller, I want to mention this too, that Madonna is over there, uh, in Israel of course, a slur on, on something, her whole name is a slur of course, uh, the trollop basically, the, the prostitute is what she acts to be, and so I'm putting up a spoof tonight, and you understand what a spoof is, but it's actually, someone sent it to me, I thought it was very apropos, and it's from Metropolis, and it's, it's called, I call it uh, Madonna's Trip to Israel, her dance in Israel, and I'll put that up tonight for you to have a good laugh. And, uh, and also that Canada's Ministry of Natural Resources are outsourcing their ability to license hunters and fishermen, and they've given it to a, a U.S. company and all their data, etc., etc., etc. See, everything's being privatized from your government as they break everything up. And it's going to accelerate over the next few years as more and more things are outsourced to private companies and privatized, and everything shoots up in price, of course, because these are for big profits. That's where you privatize things, big profit companies. And believe you me, this is the whole way of the future. Now we'll go to Mike from Sudbury, if he's still on the line. Are you there, Mike? Uh, hi, it's uh, actually Mark Allen. Mark, that's right, okay. Yes, hi. Um, yeah, uh, first of all, Alan, uh, I'd like to uh, thank you for your selfless dedication to exposing the truth. Uh, in my opinion, and the opinion of many others I've heard talk about you, there are very few people around who are as unbiased as you are. I really appreciate it, and thank you for not selling out. 
It's a tough, lonely road, and I encourage the listeners to support you in any way possible. Um, you were talking about the Bilderberg meeting tonight. Uh, uh, I had a question. Um, I called in right away when your show started. I didn't know what you were talking about tonight. Uh, there are other uh, venues that uh, these people get together at, including, I don't know if you've seen the video uh, recently, uh, a lavish party thrown by Paul Demeray Jr., yeah. um, whose father, of course, is Paul Sr., Power Corp in Canada here, That's right. um, who has uh, been involved with every prime minister since uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Yeah, he, he's got a, a company called Power Corporation, and literally every prime minister that's been put up there from the Council on Foreign Relations has has been uh, uh, trained by the Demare family. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very interesting list of attendees at this uh, at his party. Um, George H. W. Bush is there. Um, of course, uh, John Kretschmann was there. Jean Charest. Brian Maroney, Lucien Bouchard, um, and uh, a, a host of other people, too. But one person I was going to talk to you about and ask you about in my original question uh, was Mark Carney, the head of the Bank of Canada, was also there. And, of course, Mark Carney is an ex-Goldman Sachs That's right. uh, um, uh, executive. There's no such thing as ex-Goldman Sachs, believe you me. It's like ex-CIA. It's the same thing, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, these guys are all stated for bigger and mightier things, of course. And uh, we're, we're run by a small cabal. Canada is very good at it. We, they keep it quieter. But we've been run by a small cabal for a long time. Don't forget, at least Canada was more open in the early days, that there's no such thing as private property. The Queen owns everything. She owns the, the land. It's called Crown Land. Every cop salutes the Queen, gives allegiance to the Queen, not the country. Same with soldiers, too. You don't give allegiance to the country. You give it to the Queen. We are privately owned, absolutely, yeah. Well, I hope uh, I hope the listeners, you know, uh, can can see the obviousness of all what's going on, and uh, you know, and uh, if they can only uh, impart that knowledge to others and and, and uh, make them at least understand how much of a grasp we're in. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's well, some hope, although it's pretty far down the line. It's far down the line, but we're going to go through the worst hells till they come. At least you know why it's happening, and maybe we can prevent it in some way or another. But thanks for calling. And from Hamish and myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.